Welcome, Jen, to Miracle Mom Mindset. I am so incredibly grateful you're here and to really get a chance to shine your light on all the beautiful work that you are doing for moms. And so I'm going to quickly introduce uh, Jen here. So uh, Jen Lynn Farkas is an intuitive mindfulness mentor for women and mothers based in Canada. Um, she's a passionate advocate for women's empowerment, and she offers transformative mentoring for women and mothers so that they can find peace and the balance that they crave, enabling them to live their most authentic and fulfilling lives, stepping into their visions. Oh, that's so beautiful. Um, so whether it's navigating motherhood or life in general, Jen is committed to supporting her clients every step of the way. Her son, when her son was born, Jen was faced with some unanticipated challenges, which led her to commit to exploring her deepest heart's desires. She deepened her yoga practice, receiving certifications as a yoga teacher, ritual guide, and yoga nidra instructor. She also completed training as an essential oil specialist, enabling her to empower others to harness the potent emotional and physical support properties of essential oils um, for themselves and their families. With her Awakener certification and mindfulness coaching certification, Jen is equipped to guide her clients in living a life that is authentic to them. She is part of an intuitive mastermind developing her skills and abilities to provide intuitive guidance to her clients. When she's not connecting with clients, Jen loves spending time with her family out in nature. She is also an avid singer, writer, and explorer, and enjoys traveling, reading, and connecting with others in her community. So that was just such a wonderful um, bio background just to kind of get to know you. You're multi-talented, multi-faceted, so I'm really looking forward to just uh, hear all about your background and how you came to where you are today. So a warm welcome to you, Jen. Um, I just want to take a pause in a moment. Um, you know, we've been connected through the Awakener certification and um, which is a life and spiritual certification. And it's just been such a joy to see you shine your light and shine your services for moms, um, because we know this is a space where it's so needed. And, you know, when you talk about the peace, right, the peace on the motherhood journey and finding the balance, you know, it, it's, it's a journey for moms on the road to motherhood at different seasons of motherhood. And so I would love to hear a little bit from you, you know, what inspired your journey? I know you talked a little bit about yeah. there were some challenges and things like that, but what, what inspired your journey of serving and supporting in this space? Yes. So thank you. Thank you so much for having me on the show. I'm just so excited to connect with you. And like you said, um, being connected through the Awakener certification. And when I saw everything you're bringing into this world, um, I was so excited to connect. And then we actually got a chance to meet in person, which was so wonderful. And um, so, yes, I'm so delighted to be here. I just wanted to share that. Um, and yes, it's a really, it's really a true story of doing the work to reconnect to my authenticity. Um, when I became a mom, it was like everything, everything that I was, was highlighted. And then everything that I wasn't, that I desired to be was highlighted because I was now stepping into this role as, you know, someone who was going to be guiding, you know, 
a small child through the world. And I really began to like take stock of what things in my life were requiring a little bit more growth or requiring a little bit more um, ease even. Like where was I living on autopilot? Where did I wanna step back and really anchor into my authentic being? And um, I ended up falling quite ill after my son was about six months old. And I was in bed every single afternoon for a year. And while we tried to figure out what was going on, and so this was a really big awakening for me because I was away from my son. So my, my role as a mother, um, I was really feeling, you know, those feelings of, um, you know, guilt because I couldn't be there 24 seven. I was feeling um, like my vision of what I wanted to be as a mom had shifted. I was feeling really worried about what was going to happen is this going to be always like this and then of course COVID hit so um there was even more unknowns yeah and so I had all that time in bed to really um, go deep and I started turning back to my own yoga practice and that was something that I could do in the space where I was at because I couldn't do a lot and I really found a lot of expansion in that practice. And so I started taking the time to pay attention to my physical, emotional, spiritual um, pieces of, of my whole being and made a commitment to say, you know what? I want to create a life on my terms. And how can I tell my son to do that if I have all these pieces of my life that aren't in alignment? So it really began this whole transformative journey and you know, following the path wherever my interests would take me and my passions. And I started exploring things that I used to always you know, incorporate in my life, but hadn't been. And I became a better mom for it. And then I also was able to step into service, which was something that my soul was like calling. And yes, in my customer service jobs, I did have that service piece, but there was a different level to it because I wanted to support moms who were feeling that disconnection um, in areas of their life and they weren't sure how to move through them. I wanted to gain the tools necessary to support because I could see for myself the ripple effect that the self-care and the, the self-love and the you know, turning back to my own inner wisdom was having um, not only for me and my family, but you know, the greater family, that sort of thing. So yeah, it's um, really, a turning point, I think, for a lot of moms when they become a mom because everything's so new. And for me, it was like the opportunity was there to really step into bigger visions because I could be an example for my son and he inspired me. So, wow. yeah. 
Wow. I just, you know what, it's just so beautiful to hear your story. You said so many things that I'm just going to come back to because I think it's right. really profound. So you said becoming a mom highlighted what I was, but it also highlighted what I wasn't and what I desire to be. Uh, and I think that's just so powerful to just pause and even reflect on that piece. Um, because, you know, when you become a mom, it's like you're expanding into this great uh, space of love and all these uncharted territories that you've never experienced before. And so you, you see things differently. And so you experience things differently. And so you have this child that's now your mirror, right? That is reflecting back to you all the things that are shining and all the things that may be unhealed that you may not have even noticed until you became a mom, right? So that's yes. really, that's really, really special uh, that you shared that. And um, I like how you said that you were, you know, really trying to guide this small child in the world and having the illness. Um, so I just want to commend you and stop there that, you know, you're feeling ill, you're feeling like you want to take care of your child. You have a small child there that you have to care for. That's so hard, um, you know, to have the baby cry or you can't tend to. And your automatic response was to go inward, right? To go and do the deeper work, which not everybody would think in that way. So I just want to commend you for doing that, for using this illness and this challenge as an opportunity to really anchor in, you said, your authenticity, to kind of find a new place of peace within yourself. Um, and to really come out of this with a sense of this service, this deeper calling for not just yourself, but something beyond yourself, right? Um, so I just, I think it's a really um, inspiring story. And, um, you know, I just, I just, I'm, I'm just fascinated by your story. So I want to like, oh, just pause there and celebrate you. And thank, thank you. you for taking your challenge and using it as an opportunity to go deeper to get the tools to then go and support in this space um, because not everyone as does, right? Not everyone goes that same journey or sees it that same way. And if you can turn your challenge into a way of growth and, and deeper awakening um, so that, like you said, you've become a better mom and now you're an example for your son, right? Of living in authenticity of living in alignment with joy and what lights up your soul and your heart. Yes. Uh, so yes, I just Thank wanted you. to share that. That's just, oh, I just, Thank I love it. You. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for sharing that. And um, so what, in terms, of, I know you talked about self-love. Can you talk a little bit about what self-love means to you? Yeah, absolutely. Self-love to me um, has kind of morphed over the last little bit. And I really feel there's a big self-compassion piece to it. Um, I, in my mindfulness practice, you know, I'm regularly checking in with, you know, what is mine? What is mine to take on and hold in terms of, you know, um, the whole authenticity piece. So is this belief something that I actually hold for myself or is it something that I've taken on and, would like to, um, you know, reclaim as a different truth. And so I feel like that's deep self-love when you're able to really give yourself that space to reflect. Um, 
And as moms, we're so busy. And so it does take practice and take time. And the self-compassion piece, I think, is really big when we're talking self-love because it's so easy to become a critic of ourselves, um, especially when it's not only ourselves, we, we tend to, um, you know, be thinking about, but also our children. So, you know, are we doing things the way we should be doing them? Are we, you know, um, raising our child the way we should? And there's all these opportunities for self-criticism to come in and also um, putting weight on perceptions of others. So I think the self-love piece for me and really I'm tending to it has become like honoring my own specific requirements to thrive, but also um, like actually practicing self-compassion where I'm showing myself the love when I want to be criticizing myself for something when, you know, that first reaction, but really taking the time to, um, you know, reflect and think, okay, is this something that I would really consider my truth? Because we can really observe without judgment when these things come up. And when we start to observe without judgment, we are able to either stop the things that aren't bringing us peace in our own life. So again, we're practicing self-love by saying no to those things that aren't ours to take on. And then also those things we wanna give a big yes to. So hmm, this is happening in my life. Like let's reflect, let's give ourselves compassion because this is where we are, but we're just becoming aware. It's, there's no blame, there's no shame. And then saying the big yes to those things that again, anchor us more into the self-love and bringing joy into our life and bringing fulfillment into our life. And so I'm really, yeah, working, like tuning into that self-compassion piece and something that um, I have a free self-compassion session to offer people because I just think something we don't regularly practice that's so key to um, moving towards the visions that we have for ourselves. So yes, I, I love that you highlight that self-love piece. It's so, so important. Yeah, absolutely. And I love that you highlight self-compassion because, um, you know, as we step into motherhood, there is so much noise, right? There's so much yes. internal noise and there's so much external noise. So much. And you know, there's comparison and do it this way and do it that way. And, and, you know, it can get overwhelming. And yes. so we often can drown out our, our inner voice, our inner intuition, our mother's intuition. And so self-love, like you talked about, and regularly practicing it brings us in the alignment, right, with who we truly are. And, you know, you talked about self-compassion and just in moments where you might hear the inner critic speaking, um, you know, reminding yourself, you know, how would you, like you said, self-compassion, how would you talk to a, another mom friend? Or how would you talk to your child if something similar happened? Or how yes. would you speak to yourself, right? And so for people that are new to mindfulness, and, you know, getting in the space of stillness, how would you describe that to somebody? Like, where do they start? Um, let's say they're fresh mm -hmm. off the path, and they really want to bring this peace 
into their lives and that awareness because I think you're talking about the awareness of your thoughts mm-hmm. self-compassion and the non-judgment so how do they get into this space where should somebody start if they're just brand new on this journey mm-hmm. yeah so there are um you know I I of course highly recommend linking arms with someone because there are so many pieces to uh, how it might show up in our own unique situations. Um, and you know, there's there are mindfulness meditations which are really beautiful in helping us to really, uh, which is you know the formal mindfulness practice where we're sitting down, we're starting to recognize things coming in. And that's a big piece because sometimes that becomes really difficult for people is that we're just go, 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 go. Um, so just bringing awareness through, you know, meditation, we start to, over time, it gets easier. It gets, you know, um, more of a, a natural thing for us to be able to like stop and observe without judgment. So, um, you know, there's, there's the formal sit down and then there's like the informal mindfulness practices, which um, you can, you know, just go out, you can walk outside in nature and just like mindfully walk. So bringing yourself into the, the present moment and just, you know, I love to say, do it through the lens of a child. So when you're taking your child for a walk in, walk in the forest, what are they doing? They're looking at everything. They're seeing everything as it is. Chances are they're not bringing any, in any judgment or perceptions. They're, oh, that leaf is green. Oh, wow, look at that blue bird. Like it's literally just looking at things as they are, not like, oh, you know, that bird's not so cute. Like, so going on walks and just really starting to, um, get into the motion of observing without judgment. And, you know, if a thought comes in, you just, you know, oh, that's interesting. And let it, and like not getting into it and just keeping going with your observation and how things are. And um, so some easy ways to start, to start, but, um, you know, we really can use mindfulness to, enhance areas of our lives, um, you know, in ways that touch on um, that presence. So, you know, wanting to be more present when we are with our family. And then we can also use mindfulness to support us in getting to our goals. So um, yeah, it's really great to link arms with someone who can support you in moving through what's exactly unique for your situation. and yeah, finding that, uh, that harmony for, yeah. for the individual. Yeah. I love that. Yeah, I, I think it's great that you, you talk about the formal and the informal because it may resonate in different way with different people, right? On where they can start. Yes. And it, I know you said that, like, it's a practice. It's kind of like, you know, if you go to the gym and you're trying to build your muscle in yes. one, one uh, gym, gym <laughs> visit, it, it may not work, right? So mindfulness is just getting used to being still and quiet and just noticing your thoughts. And I I was just um, speaking to someone last week, and I really like how they described it as well, that mindfulness is not the absence of thoughts. It's the awareness of our thoughts. And so it's not like your mind's going to be empty. Don't expect that, Mm -hmm. (laughs) right? It's not going to be empty. You're going to get lots of thoughts pinging, Um, but you're becoming aware of your thoughts. 
And that is so powerful, right? To be able to see them and then notice them and then our thoughts direct our energy, right? And so if we can see them and we can choose them, then we can direct our energy as well. And I know you talked about the non-judgment, observing without judgment. I really love that um, because then you're actually beginning to see it as it is without all the layering of all the other perceptions. And mm-hmm. so when we have a layer of the past or we're, let's say, thinking too far in the future, like you said, we're not in, we're not in the present, right? So um, being in the present moment is seeing things for what they are now and here and now. Um, and I love them nature walks. I think that's beautiful. Uh, looking at the world in awe, like our children look at it. And it's something that I do as well. And I find it just very calming to the spirit. Yes. Um, and I notice things will come. Like, like you said, it's helpful for supporting um, our families when we're present. Um, and then you said it also supports our goals. And I, I totally... I totally feel that because um, it's something that I've integrated and I feel that in my own life and I can Amazing. see that what you're speaking, I'm, I'm really connecting to and really Amazing. relating to and um, I love that. yeah I think that's so amazing that you're in this space because we need mm-hmm. more and more support for people to get still and just yes pause right yes pause. I love that Um, And I know you talk of gratitude too, like gratitude being such a powerful, um, again, way to like tune back in and just to piggyback on that nature piece, you know, sometimes we get caught up in in maybe what's not going right. So another beautiful thing to do in nature is take your gratitude out there, you know, walk in the forest and what are you grateful for? the the abundance of nature around you what's popping out like oh I'm so abundant for or I'm so grateful for the abundance of fresh air here like you know when we get out it can be hard if things are you know really busy and crazy at home and it was just a day and to sit there and have a gratitude practice but if you're ever feeling like stuck being in nature like you said about just the way you feel in nature you can that's where you can really tune into um gratitude of simply being um when there's you know time getting out of your sort of environment and getting into a space like that can be helpful for starting out when you're when you're you know learning on what to pick up on and gratitude and um and then you know with the gratitude really feeling it in the body because that's the piece that's um going to offer that expansion is that sensation of gratitude and so yeah I wanted to add that to the nature pieces of perhaps a helpful helpful tool too yes absolutely I mean moms mm-hmm. can use all the tools we can get right to just <laughs> yeah. reground and things get hectic at home and I always feel like a brand new person after I go for a walk in nature yeah. I just feel like it's a reset yes. uh it's an energy reset right and it, it also helps us when we're walking to process the emotions to work through right and so I think the gratitude is a, is a beautiful practice because I think that when your thoughts are aligned to gratitude, um, your energy, like your, in, your energy, your internal self uh, feels more connected, right? And so it's like, there's always something to be grateful for, um, whether it's the beating of your heart, it's being mm-hmm. healthy and alive in this moment, right? Uh, like you said, the fresh air, the beautiful nature and um, 
nature is just, I think, such a beautiful reflection for us of the ability to just be and allow things to mm -hmm. flow. Uh, you know, the, the rosebud blooms beautifully in its own time, right? And it doesn't force, it just flows. And so it's a reminder that we have that ability within ourselves too, right? We have that blueprint where we're just meant to unfold. Yes. Um, mm -hmm. And so when you're, like you said, when you're in nature and you're in that space of gratitude and being in awe, then you're more in alignment with that peace mm -hmm. that is inside of you that allows for the flow, right? So thank you. I just, I'm really enjoying your, your tips. I would, I'll be, uh, you know, on my nature walk, <laughs> including these. Uh, on my walk, that. Yeah, <laughs> um, of course. And then I was going to ask you, what are your rituals or daily practices that you use on self-love to mm -hmm. get you in alignment, right? So when you're finding either, you know, maybe you're in an ego storm and your, your inner critic is getting loud or you're feeling overwhelmed um, or you're just in the busyness of just doing versus being how do you what are some rituals that help you in your mm -hmm. day that maybe we can you know take with us as a as an inspiration yeah, yeah. Oh, absolutely <laughs> so I set my alarm every morning my son is now in a sort of routine so I can do that I know not for all moms it's it's a little bit more difficult to um to set an alarm um but even if you're child's unpredictable schedule, perhaps if they're older and you just kind of hear them stirring on the monitor and they're not quite um, getting up yet, um, it might be a time to do something such as this. So I will tap into just, you know, what my intention is for the day. And so if maybe yesterday I was working so much and I noticed that my child was perhaps a little bit more clingy when I did come home, then maybe I know that today my intention is I really want to be present and, um, you know, I'm going to put the laundry off for another day. I'm going to ask someone else to do the dishes, like, because my intention is to be present. So just making that uh, awareness to how, what you want to focus on in the day is really supportive in embodying that. So then say I wake up and we're doing our breakfast thing and I start to just add a habit, instead of sitting down to eat, I start doing the dishes. No, I've made that intention in the morning. So it makes it, it's like giving yourself that allowance to again, say no to those things that are not going to, um, be helpful for your intention. And um, so I love doing that is setting the intention for the day. And then I love doing a visualization for my greater goals. So um, again, getting into that like sensation and that feeling and that um, the joy of, of, of reaching, you know, my vision. So again, it's just like another little reminder, like giving myself the self-love time of you know, what are my, um, my priorities? What are my intentions? What are my dreams before the to-do list takes over? <laughs> um, and then if I still have time, I'll get up and I'll do either like a meditation or I will do some mindset work. Um, and before like you know, bringing in like social media and things that start to influence. I'll do like the work of writing, doing my writing, doing my 
um, again, my own personal stuff. And it's really nice, even if you don't have a lot of time to do it, that you've cared for yourself. You've put yourself in a position of feeling self-love first thing. And then from there, you are able to show up um, to your family um, with that same amount of care that you give them because, you know, um, you know that you're giving so much. And so it's just giving yourself that little bit. Um, so those are some things that um, I love to do first thing in the morning to kind of get the, <laughs> get the train rolling, if you will. <laughs> I, love I love it. I, lo I love that um, you incorporated as your intention of the day, um, being aware of how your child was responding. I think that's a really yes. powerful one too, because when you think of intention, sometimes you think of your own intention too, right? Mm -hmm. Like, but mm -hmm. I love that you kind of noticed and were aware, mm -hmm. okay, what does my child maybe need differently from me today so that I can um, prepare yes. myself, myself to yes. often give that um, attention or that time in a different way or put off things that may not be in alignment with joy, like the dishes you mentioned. Yes. Um, and then setting the intention and visualizing the feeling of the greater goal of why you're here, right? And what you're here to do in your day um, so that you can envision reaching that beautiful vision, right? So that sets your day beautifully because now you've set a, a lovely intention. You've got into the connection with the feeling of why you're here yes. and what you're here to do. And, um, and I really like how you said that, you know, you before you get into the to-do list, um, you really make your intention and your dreams a priority. And I think that's a big one for moms because often we it can is. get really into just doing versus being. And when we get into that mode, that's when it's it's very hard to hold the space, um, especially if we're doing that and we're working on empty, right? We're not giving ourselves anything, any time. Um, yes, so it's like how sure. do we flow in that love and presence and compassion to our kids and our family? Yes. Um, I find the same. Like if I, I tell my husband, <laughs> listen, this quiet time in the morning is more important than the coffee. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I will be far better aligned and, and here to serve than if, if I don't get any time to myself. It's like, I feel less patient. I feel less present. I feel more reactive. Whereas when I've yes. given myself some time in quiet, whatever right. that looks like, like, you know, I have a different routine and you have a different routine, but some time in quiet to just set set your day forward then it's like okay sure. I can really be a, I'm like a completely different mom you know exactly. I'm completely more centered and everything so I love that you start that at the beginning of your day um, and yes. then you talk about the self-love as a first thing not a last thing on the list but truly a first thing of giving to self so yes. nourishing ourselves and putting, like they said, the, you know, you're on the airplane, you put your yeah. oxygen mask on first yes. and then you put the oxygen mask on yes. for others because you, you need to have that breathing, that self-love, which is like oxygen for your being, right? And yes. from that place, you can now be a totally different mom to guide this beautiful soul and yes. this beautiful blessings on, in the way yes. that we've been intended. So I really appreciate that you take that time mm -hmm. um, for reflection and I also like that yes. you said different seasons right a motherhood yeah for right? sure you monitor if the baby's crying like there's yeah it's gonna look different at different seasons exactly. of motherhood and so I guess that maybe that flows into my next question what would be your advice to a first-time mom you know she's just mm -hmm. come home fresh with the baby or she's expecting 
and she's getting excited and ready and she doesn't quite know what that journey is going to look like, what advice would you give? Mm -hmm. So I will, the advice I would give is to 100% to tap, tap yourself into a village. And um, what I mean is like, you know, we have our friends and our family who are, who are very well-meaning, but the one thing that I felt really compelled to look for when I was going through the transition was, um, you know, the, the outside supports and really setting up a team of, of people who I felt were going to support me through and enhance my my well-being through it all. Because as a first-time mom, everything's so new. Um, and so feeling like you have to take it all on is, you know, a very normal feeling, but yeah we can sometimes forget there are so many people that want to support us. Um, and so my, the one big thing is that I feel in our current, the current ways we do things is do things that village isn't really um, like a priority for, for us, but it can be so amazing if you look at it from the perspective of, um, you know, again, tuning into your own needs, you can show up as the mom that you want to be. So asking for support, if you need some alone time, that was one that was huge for me was that I, I need a lot of alone time, like even before children, just being with partners, I would require a lot. And having to become okay with that and having to become okay with asking for help and um, and also creating spaces for myself to, um, again, like have the things I needed and then also having the space to, um, allow myself to process things. Like having a village is, doesn't mean that, you know, you're going away on a spa weekend while someone's caring for your baby. It's like, no, you can be right there with someone right there with you who can cook you a meal. <laughs> so you're not eating like cheese yeah. slices from the fridge <laughs> when your baby's two weeks old. Um, so just getting creative with uh, a village, getting creative with like, what do you need? And it doesn't have to be typical. It can be, you know, oh, I would love somebody to like um, take my laundry and, and do it. Um, I would love somebody to, you know, sit and watch a funny show with me because laughing is really a supportive way for me to move through these emotions. Like just get creative and, um, you know, try thinking about those things before, the baby arrives and anticipating. So again, just like tuning back into yourself and like what would make you feel like so loved and because you are like, you are a phenomenal miracle to be bringing new life into the world and you deserve all the support and the help 
from from a village because um, it's no small it's no small task and um, we don't we're not built to be alone and we don't have to be so yeah yeah I hope that's helpful <laughs> oh my gosh yes I I think you know talking to a seasoned mom and going into motherhood um, as an expecting mom or a first time mom you know it's really helpful to share the insights like even what you said you know, you don't have to take it all on. You can ask for help. You know, that was a big one for me. Like initially I was finding it hard to ask yeah. for help. And so it's, you know, like you said, who, who are you? What do you need? What type of person are you? Right. Um, I can relate to the alone time. I like alone time too. And, and when you have the baby, like you have no alone time, right? The baby's on you, like out mm-hmm. of womb, but very attached yeah. to mom still. Right. And so, yeah, feel a little overwhelmed it can feel actually very overwhelming at first because very. you don't have any space to yourself and so building that village I think is key and like you said selective of who's in your village that's going to support your mental health that's going to really be there to um, enhance your mothering enhance your self-care make you feel like it's okay to step away um, and take those moments to yourself is key and um, I yes. think that's really great if you can align beforehand with those supports um, so that when the baby comes and you're right in the thick of it, you, you can call on, you have those numbers, you have those people that are already ready to support you, like with the laundry or the cleaning or, you know, yes. you're taking a shower or those type of things, right? The early yes. motherhood. So yes. yeah, the village of priority. And, you know, I like that you said we were not meant to do it alone, you know, no. we were meant to be supported and, and how important the mother is. Like you talked about that the phenomenal miracle of the mom bringing in new life. And often when the baby comes, the attention goes to the baby, but the mom's self-care is critical because if the mom's not healthy and well, she can't take care of the baby. So it's, it's, they're, they're exactly. just, you know, two peas in a pod. We need the mom exactly. to be in her best um, support and health and all of that in order to carry this life forward and this blessing yes. forward, right? So yeah, yes. thank you for sharing that. I think that's very, very helpful for first-time moms. And I know they'll be intently listening to all every word. Thank you. <laughs> <everyone here. laughs> um, what, what would you, so this is my next question. What would you want your children to know about self-love? And, and how do you integrate, you know, self-love, mm. right? Because there are, there are uh, blessings that we're, we're pouring our um, joy and our love into, and they come with their own light. So you know, what would be your teachings on self-love for your children? Yes. How does that show up in your home? Yes. So for me, it's not losing the authenticity. For me, it's um, fostering that um, fostering that connection to their inner wisdom just by mm-hmm. simple questions, like just simply asking you know, it doesn't have to be crazy, but simply asking what they think about things and what feels good to them and what are, what are their boundaries? And because I know for myself, I really struggled with keeping my true self um, throughout, throughout school. I found I was a very shy um, individual and I had all the love and support at home, but I, I didn't know how to, I didn't know how to keep my true self intact. I felt like I would go out and I would 
I would care a lot about what others were thinking, right? So one of the things that I have had to peel back over the years is these layers of, um, you know, the um, things that I took on from other people that it's no, again, no blame. Everyone's doing the best they can, but I don't want my child to even have to go there. Like if we can keep his authenticity um, forefront of, of life, then I feel his self-love won't waver as much as, uh, you know, minded because I was always concerned about if I was doing things right, if I was doing things wrong, if I, you know, the judgment. And so again, really like fostering with him that observation without judgment is a big piece that mindfulness, um, because yeah, like you said, like they're just these bright lights in the world and like keeping that bright light shining the best that we can as the outside influences come in, right? There'll always be things that come up, there'll always be obstacles, but um, you know, it's how we move through them that uh, keeps us, you know, balanced and holding that peace, yeah. that peace within. Um, so yeah, and like having talks about <laughs> intuition and stuff with my little guy because yeah. he's he's almost four now. So he's like sort of starting to like grasp the concept of, um, you know, why I ask him what he feels about things. Um, but I also, that's something that I want to foster with him because he does have a really strong connection to his intuition right now. So again, that's, that was something for me. I knew I had it young and then I just pushed it away. Yeah. and had to relearn it <laughs> yes yes unlearning now right learning our true state um yeah I love that and how do you explain into because I have a five-year-old and I have a three-year-old how do you explain intuition to your yeah. four-year-old I should say how do you explain it yeah you? that's I it's been different but right now I usually I usually say what is your first so like, say it'll be anything, like, even if we're looking for a book, I'll say, go with your first, what jumps out at you first? Or like, mm -hmm. when you look at the, what's a big, strong yes first. Um, and then it's also been other times in certain situations where I'll just reaffirm if he says, if he hasn't really thought about it and he'll say, he just knows, I'll say, oh, you just know. Okay. That's really good. Like you feel that. And, you know, just <laughs> sort of acknowledging that he'd said that and like, yeah sharing with him that that's good that's like that's when you know it's like you have that feeling it's true so you know so he can start to get used to that how it feels for him to yeah. intuitively tune in um yeah or if he says something where I'm like how oh, did you know that I'll be like oh you know that's probably a little bit of an intuitive <laughs> knowledge you know a little bit of a so yeah, now that he's getting older, it's, yeah, yeah, you're in our Now that he's getting older, um, I love to, like, do things more, um, like, intentionally around it. Yes. Um, but right now, it's just, like, in conversation. Yeah. yeah no, I love that. Well, that's what it's about, right? Integrating it to everyday right. life, right? That because yes. he, is a, he is already a complete being. He came complete. He, he will always yes. be complete. And there's nothing that we need to add or detract. He's just, he's just beautiful and complete as he is. Yes. And so I love that you're fostering that young and that self-love. 
Um, I think that's really special and that you've taken your own experiences to your own childhood. And now you're choosing to do something different with your son, right? Because it's a different way of parenting um, than we may have been parented. And so it's choosing differently. It's holding the space. And, you know, he's really lucky to have an awakened mom that is into doing the inner work that is present, that is here with him to notice and to also have those conversations with him early on so that he can honor, like you said, his authenticity, right? And his inner GPS and his feelings. I think that's really, really awesome. And what a beautiful world it's going to be, right? When we have these um, intuitive guided beings that are really aligning to their truth because that's when we, you know, has a collective impact, right? A collective yes. impact. So I agree. Good job, Mama, yes. for, for keeping oh, the light you. on, right? We've got the light there. So um, I really love hearing oh, about thank it. Thank you. Uh, so my, my, I'm going to ask you a couple more questions. Uh, so okay. what is your legacy? What is the legacy you want to leave behind when you think of your legacy? Oh, good question. Uh, so Right now for me, it's that I have a strong heartfelt desire for every woman to see their wholeness and to acknowledge their inner knowing as valid their acknowledge their um, heartfelt desires are there for a reason and for them to know that they can have more ease and what that means is you know not saying that things won't get hard or there won't be obstacles but knowing that there are ways to move through things such as those um, so that they are feeling nourished and then they can in turn nourish their family, which then in turn nourishes the community, which then in turn elevates the whole world. Because what we need right now is people living there in their own authenticity because we are all unique and we don't need to all fit into a box. And so the legacy that I wanna have is ensuring that I was an example for people um, and also that I'm serving others in tuning back into their inner wisdom and their authenticity and their inner knowing um, so that they're living a fulfilled, balanced and authentic life. And you know, I really do believe that that will make not only elevate the world, but it will bring a lot more peace to to this beautiful this beautiful earth that we have. That um, you know, we can we can show up as ourselves, and the ripple effect is huge. Love it, ripple effect. Yeah. Oh, that's so beautiful. I love that you have that that um, you said every woman seeing the wholeness by acknowledging their inner knowing as valid. Oh, that's so beautiful. (laughs) And and basically through that, getting more ease and feeling nourished so that they can nourish their families and elevate the whole world. 
And so coming back to that authenticity, I think the word authenticity is something that you've talked about a lot in our yeah. time together, is coming back to the truth of who you are um, and living from that space. So that's very beautiful because you're an example of that, right? You're an example of that through how you're showing up in your life for you and your family and the planet. So thank you. I think that's a beautiful legacy. And, and um, I cannot wait uh, to see all the things that you had. And I would love to actually, so on an, another off topic, because you just published a, a song, a, a video. Yeah. Uh, can you talk a little bit about <laughs> I think that's just so cool. And oh, another side of you, you. Uh, another yeah. challenge that you have. Can you talk a little bit about your passion and how you got into singing? Yes, yeah. I have wanted to sing since I was a child. Um, and so for me, this is a huge piece of self-love and authenticity because I put it away for so long. So, um, again, it was when my son was born that I'm like, there's just this, I can't ignore, like, you know, sometimes when you are interested in something and it just doesn't go away, like it'll just keep coming up, but you can't. So, um, I decided that was it. I was going to actually let it speak to me this time. And I was going to step fully into it because I didn't want any like I didn't I want to tell my son follow your dreams so and that was that was one of mine so I began just um singing and I felt this really strong piece to um write to write lyrics um so for me it's like I feel it's a it's a way for me to um, communicate and, you know, support the elevation of consciousness through song. I feel like that's a really, um, powerful method for myself as a way to, um, you know, serve others and reach others. And so I yeah, went for it, put this song out and, um, it's called Be You, Be True. And so, it's a really danceable song and you know you can get up and just dance as exactly how you want to dance and be you and be true and it's just acknowledging you know all the women who are who are being true and um you know who have the desire to to um, step into that authenticity so it was a really important um message to like what I do and it also was just like my way of of getting myself into this um, embodiment of my passion. And so, yeah, there'll be more, there'll be more to come. I love, I love it. I guess it's a really beautiful song. So we will put it in the show notes as well yeah. so people can listen. And oh, I just, yeah, I just really was like, wow. I listened to it and I said, oh my gosh, it's so beautiful to see this expression, your soul's expression, that liberation, that freedom to mm-hmm. be you, um, you know, in how you're serving your business, but how you're even living your life. And so- I think that's just a beautiful testament of what you can expect from Jen as a coach. Um, you know, it's it's always good to have a coach that's actually embodying what they're teaching, right? Um, that's in alignment with their own authenticity so they can bring that out in you. And so I just, yeah, I had to kind of go on. I wanted to hear about the singing. I'm like, this is so cool. I, <laughs> it popped up in my feet. I'm like, this is Thank so cute. <laughs> it's, 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 it's great. It's great to just allow um, the things that are coming to you because that is your intuition. If you feel like something keeps coming to you that feels joyful, that feels like, yeah, I need to do this. That's your inner being speaking to you, right? And it's just a really like gratifying feeling when you actually listen to it. 
and have the courage to follow it, right? So, so good on you for getting out there and devoting that time to sing. Thank you. Sing, and like you said, follow your dream. So you're the same, right? That's really awesome. Um, And so what is your favorite, either a guilty pleasure or favorite mom hack that you would like to share? Oh, guilty pleasure could be food or can be something that you really enjoy doing Mm. or mom hack. That's so, that's so a guilty pleasure. I'd say just to go along with the music that I love listening to. So after I drop my son off somewhere, I like, I love dance music is not my like number one thing that I listen to, but for some reason, my guilty pleasure is turning on nineties. There's certain hours on radio stations here. So when I know it's like nineties dance hour, turning on the nineties dance music, singing to the top of my lungs on my way, wherever I'm going and just rocking out. That's my, definitely my guilty pleasure. And I would be, yeah. Love it. 90s music is where it's at. <laughs> I, I love 90s music. I don't know what it is about the 90s. Music. I'm, still, I'm like still stuck on the playlist from the 90s. I love it. I will keep playing it until, until my final days here. So yeah, <laughs> it's a really good music. Um, I love it. And then I guess, where, how do you serve moms? I know we talked a little bit about it at the beginning, mm-hmm. but anything you want to share around how you're serving moms and how they can connect with yeah. you? Absolutely. So Currently, I offer a few ways to work together. Um, Some of the uh, complimentary things that I have include the self-compassion hour. So really um, learning some self-compassion tools that will support you in moving through. Um, And then also some, right now I have five ways that overwhelm moms can find peace as like a PDF that's downloadable that could take with you when you need a little reminder like oop, I need I need a little bit of peace and how can I do so um and then we also um you know sometimes when we're in the moment of busyness we can sometimes forget how simple it can be to like pick that piece out so um I really love that one um and then I'm doing the one-to-one coaching which um, can look two ways. I have one program, the Mindful Blueprint. So that's focusing on specific things to really start to get in the motion of incorporating mindfulness into our lives in a, you know, in a simple way. And then also the like deep dive one-to-one coaching where we are looking at your vision and your heartfelt desires and moving towards that vision with the mind of mindfulness tools yoga tools, other tools. Um, So for those who really know that they want to be stepping into something different, um, that one-to-one deep dive is is great to um, link arms with someone who will, you know, um, support you. And then if it's more, you know, there's um, the benefits of peacefulness and ease and the mindfulness. So the other one-to-one coaching is is really, for those who maybe don't have that dream or that heartfelt desire or vision, but they their vision is more balance, more peace. So those are the, the current ways and you can find them all in my bio on Instagram. Yeah. So all the links are, are in there. Yes, and I will include everything in the show notes as well. So don't feel like you have to, don't worry, we'll, we'll get you connected with Jen. She's got a beautiful Thanks. offerings here. 
And, you know, um, I, I just really appreciating you showing up as your authentic self, um, having done the deeper work, having gone through that difficult time in your life and turning your pain into purpose. And so thank you so much for being here, for showing up in the world, for your family, for your son, and for the world, right? Through elevating consciousness through the work that you're doing um, by anchoring into that space of peace within. So it's been a pleasure and a blessing. Thank you, beautiful. Thank you. Oh. Thank you. Thank oh, you. So, a, so a joy. It really is a joy. So much joy. I want to thank you so much for having this platform um, to serve new moms. I think it's just the most beautiful thing. So, so grateful to be a part of your vision. I really appreciate the, this hour and this conversation. Thank you. Thank you so much. And thank you everyone for listening. And, um, you know, we'll definitely connect with you all soon. And please, you know, I'll put all, all the information in the show notes. It's been a blessing and an honor to serve you in this moment. And we wish you all a beautiful uh, day, evening, or night, wherever you're listening from. Take care now. Bye for now. Bye.